the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Taking the twelve, Jesus said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked, and shamefully treated, and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. God and mankind see things differently. Not just a little bit different, but completely different. But why is it this way? Well, it has to do with the fact, my friends, that we base pretty much everything on our own experiences and our own perception. We judge people and we judge events typically by what we see with our own eyes. For example, consider that famous parable of the religious Pharisee and that simple tax collector who went to that temple to pray that day. If we just look at these two individuals from a distance, we immediately, yes, we immediately can see two entirely different people. One is polished, and the other one is not. One is an upright citizen, and the other one is not. One prays, standing tall, fasting twice a day, and gives a tenth of all that he has, whereas the other one hangs his head low in the misery of his sin. One seems confident and secure, while the other one has a troubled conscience. Now, according to the judgment of our own eyes, looking upon this story, we see two completely different men. And according to all outward appearances, the Pharisee is the one who we would label as righteous, the good guy, the true good guy, whereas the tax collector is not. Yes, according to our eyes, we would make the judgment that the Pharisee has the upper hand, that he is more righteous and should be more favored 
before God and mankind. But here's the catch. Yes, there's a catch. The Lord sees things not the way that we see things. God's way is not our way, and our way is not God's way. So with our example of that Pharisee and the tax collector going to the temple to pray that day, the Lord actually sees the tax collector as the one who is justified, not the Pharisee. In other words, the Lord comes to the exact opposite conclusion than us. The Lord, he looks past all outward appearances and he makes a judgment that just baffles us. He says that the sinful tax collector goes away from the temple justified, not the upright Pharisee. Now, this is the way that it typically goes with Christianity. That is to say, things are never the way that they seem. It is almost as if mankind is blinded to the way of God, the way that God sees things. But dear friends, this is exactly, I repeat, this is exactly what is going on in Christianity. This is the point that is being made from our Old Testament lesson and our gospel reading from this morning. Even though we certainly can see and make judgments about people and circumstances, more often than not, we are blinded to the reality of what God sees. All we have to do, my friends, yes, all we have to do is look at our own lives to see how blind we truly are. It is like this. If we stop and take a long, hard look at our lives, what we will typically see is one problem after another. Life has a way, yes, it has a way of carrying a long string of regrets behind each and every one of us. The human experience has shown us that we humans sin in thought, word, and deed. So as a result of our sin, we humans will either wallow in our sin, hanging our heads low in regret, kind of like that tax collector, or on the other hand, we try to seize life and overcome our sins by doing lots and lots of good, kind of like that Pharisee. We believe that we can somehow offset our sin or at least cover it up by doing lots of good things. Now, regardless of whether we end up being like that tax collector or that Pharisee, the result is still the same. We are troubled by our sin, and we truly cannot escape it. Indeed, it has been said before that our most significant need as people is to be justified, to feel right with ourselves, to feel right with the world, to be and to feel whole. But because of sin, yes, because of sin, we are thrown into a frenzy. And our lives are characterized by either being depressed by our sin or trying to overcome it through our own efforts. Needless to say, the human condition, our condition, your condition, my condition, this human condition is one where we are trapped in sin, dead in sin, and condemned by our own sin. All of life is either being crushed by sin or trying to offset it. Nevertheless, the harsh reality is this, that no matter how hard we work and no matter how hard we scrub, this stain of sin remains. We cannot remove it from our lives, and we cannot remove it from our sight. This is how life is. This is how we see things in this life. 
And in case this is not depressing enough for you, no matter where we look, we cannot see a solution to this problem of sin. As we look throughout history and as we look upon our world with all of its resources and technological advances, our eyes cannot find a way out of this problem of sin. Therefore, we must conclude and confirm that what we see about ourselves and what we see about humanity is this, that we are by nature sinful and unclean and that we have sinned against God in our thoughts and our words and our deeds. Yes, sin is what we see in ourselves. Sin is what we see in our world. We see sin leading to death. We see sin leading to judgment. Sin leads us to a dead end. Now, considering all of this, we must ask, what does God see, though? Yes, what does God see? Well, God, he sees the same thing. God agrees with this assessment of what we see about ourselves and this world. God accepts that we humans have made our lives into muck. But is this all that God sees? Is there anything else that God sees that we do not see? Is there anything else that God sees that we are blinded to? Dear friends, God not only sees the sinful condition that we find ourselves in, but he also sees Jesus, the Son of God. And in Jesus, God sees righteousness, which means that he sees you and me as righteous people, forgiven and clothed in the blood of the Lamb. Yes, even though we see ourselves damned in our sins, in Christ, God sees us as righteous forgiven and redeemed. So on the one hand, we see our sin, and on the other hand, we hear from God's word that he sees us as righteous because of Christ's death and his burial and his resurrection. What does this mean, though? It means that we must be given eyes to see who we are from God's perspective, and these eyes are faith. Yes, they are faith. Faith is the key to all of this. Dear baptized saints, we live our lives in this life, which is a veil of tears. We have this gruesome condition of sin that plagues us in this world. And left to ourselves, we are blinded by sin with no hope, no solution, and no relief, just damnation and condemnation. However, when the gospel comes to us, it announces to us that sinners are righteous in the eyes of God because of Jesus. And with this announcement, we are given faith. Yes, we are given faith that takes our eyes off of our sinful condition so that we might see Jesus and know that God calls and considers sinners righteous in spite of the fact that we are sinners Yes, in spite of the fact that we are sinners. The gospel, it opens our eyes so that we can see the fact that on account of Jesus, God sees us as righteous. This is the greatness of faith. Faith gives us eyes to see this. 
Faith actually snatches us away from looking at ourselves and places our eyes on Jesus so that we do not merely see things according to what is laid before us in this life, but we can see things through Christ. Faith gives us eyes to see that in Christ we have forgiveness and life and salvation in spite of our sin. And so today, yes, today, we can affirm that what we see in ourselves is true. We are indeed, yes, we are indeed poor, miserable sinners in thought, word, and deed. However, by the gospel, we can also confess that we see who we are from God's perspective, and that is this, that we are justified sinners. Yes, justified and forgiven sinners by Christ, just like that tax collector. So my friends, when the devil... Yes, when the devil and the world throw your sins in your face and when they declare that you deserve death and hell, say this, I admit, and I can clearly see that I deserve death and hell, but what of it? For I know and I can see one who suffered and made satisfaction on my behalf. His name is Jesus Christ, Son of God, and where he is, there I shall also be. This faith, my friends, gives you eyes to see. This is the power of faith. By faith, you can call sin what it is, sin. And yet you can know that sin and death and the devil does not have the final word and the final answer of our lives. Faith gives us eyes to see and to hear and confess that God calls the sinner righteous in spite of the fact that he is a sinner. Faith does not leave you in blindness, but gives you eyes to see. Faith allows you to see that in sending his son, that there is no wrath between you and God. Faith allows you to see that God cannot be hostile to you because of Christ. Faith allows you to see that God will not leave you or condemn you or damn you for your sins, but has shown you and given you Jesus. And Jesus, my friends, is all that you will ever need. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.